From the gun again on first down, fires wide, Juan Daniels, touchdown Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go Dawgs! Welcome to this Friday edition of the DGD Podcast. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Look, guys, the chain's out. I forgot to do it yesterday, but we're going to start by talking about two commitments in two respective classes, by that matter, as well. I'm going to talk about uh, the commitments of Julian Humphrey for the 2022 class and Raymond Cottrell for the 23 cycle. You know, both of those guys, this is what makes this even better. Both guys, Florida D commits and then flip over to the Georgia Bulldogs, right? Um, In my opinion... I'm all for it, all for it. I think we've already seen on social media Julian Humphrey, probably one of the most vocal recruiters in this class, and he just joins uh, the class. So he's already doing his due diligence. There's some names uh, he's trying to bring in. Obviously, another one being Shamar James, uh, another Florida decommit that he's trying to get over to the dogs, along with a friend he's close with, and that's Evan Stewart. And I think you need to know who that is if you don't. Five-star recruit uh, receiver uh, for this uh, cycle. So a lot to talk about there. That is why the chain is out. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and get started talking about our guys at Lots of Rain, right? Sponsor of the show. Uh, lots of Rain watches, uh, have sunglasses, accessories, things like that. Look, great stuff. Rocking the compass today. Rocking the compass right now. Uh, you know, look, use code DGD at checkout and you get 10% off of your purchase. Uh, regardless of the price. Uh, so, you know, looking into that right there, it's a great, like I said, great quality, affordable prices. Lots of rain watches. That's La Dash Terrain, T O U R A I N E dot com. Go to podcast.com. Find them, check them out. You'll love, a pro- you'll love the products. I promise you that. Uh, but first, look, tomorrow, guys, noon kickoff. I think it's on ESPN. Plus. Uh, I'm excited for it. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see. I want to see another shutout. And we're talking about the Charleston Southern Buccaneers uh, coming into Athens. What's well, going to be a blowout. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, obviously, we're going to do a little preview. Uh, the co-host, Mr. Daniels, is currently occupied. He should. He may make an appearance uh, later on in the show. We'll have to find out, though. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I want to transition over into uh, Charleston Southern. Uh, obviously, FCS school really, in my opinion, should not be a threat to Georgia whatsoever. Not so whatsoever. Should not be a problem. Um, however, you don't want to underestimate them at all. And, you know, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a huge game. Uh, there's not really a lot to talk about, right? Georgia is going to dominate. I, I think you're going to see Georgia use this time to get guys healthy. Right, I think there's no rush in putting these guys back in uh, after playing Tennessee. You know, look at guys like Devontae White. You might see him ready to go. Sawyer might come back this this week. Um, you know, honestly, I think you take this week uh, to you know hunker down on the X's and O's and really get your right personnel uh, for what it's worth as well. Uh, looking at guys like Xavier Trust, does he take the reins at the right guard position? In my opinion, I think he should at least more looks. 
uh, with, with his performance uh, at Tennessee. And so you're going to see these questions pop up. And let's be honest, I think they're merited questions. Uh, guys, we're injured, right? We've seen a lot of injuries, uh, especially last week, the flu bug. Uh, we don't know how, how that's looking right now. Um, you know, there's a lot to, you know, sit here and, you know, look around. Um, but nonetheless, I, I think Georgia's going to manhandle this game. It's going to be ugly. Uh, definitely going to be ugly. Um, but but nonetheless, also thinking, looking into it, uh, definitely think that um, I think you're going to see more, multiple quarterbacks. I think I, Stetson Bennett can be the starter. That's fine. I don't care at this point. I trust Kirby Smart and what he wants to do with the quarterback situation as long as we're winning games. And so far, we have done nothing uh, to show me otherwise uh, in regards to losing a, even a, winning a close game. So all of them's been kind of blowouts, and if you want to look at it that way. Um, I do expect JT to get significant playing time. You could honestly even see God, you know, Carson Beck could get some snaps, I hope. And honestly, this will probably be a game where you see uh, Brock Vandergriff, uh, you know, quarterback of the future. So maybe that's something we could sit there and, you know, see. I, I think we will. Uh, I think, you know, with Kendall Milton, I don't see him coming back this week. So, you, you know, utilize Cook and Zeus and everything. But I think Kendall, uh, Kenny McIntosh could be primed for a breakout. I think he's it's it's perfect timing for it. Um, do you rest guys like that? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't see Zeus and James Cook being banged up. Um you know, there's just a lot to think about when it comes to a game like this, especially the cupcake style game. Uh, you're looking at, you know, tight end, right? Tight end. Uh, everybody loves what Brock Bowers has done and what, you know, how Kirby's using him. I think it's time to get Darnell some touches as well. Uh, he's been great in the blocking uh, department, but I want to see him get more catches and get utilized. I wouldn't say I, I, you know, I the same way that you would see Bowers, but I definitely want to get him some touches as well. Uh, you know, also looking at guys like Blaylock uh, in the receiving core, right? You look at Blaylock had the uh, potential to come in last week, never did, I don't believe. Maybe this is a game you get him some reps and get, get his feet wet, right? I think that's very uh, a possibility as well, too. There's just a lot going on with with, a, with this kind of game, in all honesty. So there's so much to sit here and kind of ponder about, pontificate on, uh Ultimately, though, I, I do think, you know, you're going to see Kirby rotate guys in and out at will. There's no question about it. You're going to see guy. You're going to see your your backups. There's no question. Uh, probably even as early as the second half. And I mean, potentially stick around. Uh, the talent level is just that far uh, of a gap. Uh, let's see. Looking at the oh, the, the brigade is silent today. Oh boy. Um, you know, looking at this right here, though, I think you also have to look at an interesting fact for me. Uh, I have a little bit of a connection with Charleston Southern uh, being when I was from the military. So one of my cool stories, uh, you know, being where I lived uh, before I got out and everything when I was stationed there, uh, not even like a mile or two away from the campus. And I'll tell you what, it's a nice campus, very nice campus, kind of small, but a uh, nice campus. Uh, there was a, I'm telling you, now, I'm going to give a shout out to Cook out here. Everybody that talks to me offline understands how big of an advocate I am uh, for that chain. Cookout, I'm telling you right now, uh, I was so glad to see Charleston get one when I was in the military. They had one walking distance from the stadium. Whew, man, oh, man, oh, man. 
Loved it. Loved it. Uh, but nonetheless, look, I'm just telling you right now, guys, it's going to get ugly. Uh, it's going to get ugly. If I have to give a prediction, I'm, I'm going to, you know, Vegas didn't even, Vegas refused to put a line out for this. Uh, that is telling. That's just completely telling. Uh, Vegas is done with with Georgia and costing them money. Sorry, guys, you shouldn't raise the bet. You know, I don't do too much betting, but it's funny uh, to hear that. Uh, you know, but obviously, I, I think you look at I look you look at a score like I don't know if sixty. I, I would say 63 nothing. This it, you, I don't think they score a point. I, I just don't see it. Uh, six. I, I got sixty three nothing. Uh, get get guys some reps and stay healthy. Go get ready for the nerds in Atlanta. That's all I'm going to say there. Uh, but I'm gonna take. We're gonna take a quick break, and then on the flip side, we're gonna talk some recruiting, um, and and what's going on with the state of Georgia program. So be right back after this quick break. They say every watch tells a story, family, moments, lifetimes. With La Terrain, this is a watch that spans generations not just from where it came from, but for where it will go. Knowing one of these, having one of these, is what? Being a professional, being casual, and being you is all about. From our family to yours, La Terrain. Welcome back. Uh, as we uh, come back from the break, obviously we want to talk a little bit about recruiting. Uh, before that, see the brigade starting to pop in. Uh, Facebook user, I have no clue who you are. Uh, use the restream link in the description. Uh, follow that allow restream access uh, so that I can see who you are and we can talk accordingly. Uh, but nonetheless, starters should get the first quarter. And I, you know what? I think that's the case. And I look at you know, look at this game, kind of similar to what happened to UAB, where you see it's jump up 35 nothing in a blink of an eye. I think that's going to be the same thing, uh, if not worse, if not worse. Uh, Jermaine King uh, calls his prediction 56 to nothing. Uh, Kirby will call off the dog after Dejan's third touchdown. And honestly, I'm not opposed to seeing Dejan break out. I think it's due. Him and McIntosh should, in my opinion, should get the bulk of this. Um there's no reason to sit here and, and just try to bully, you know, bully these guys for four quarters with Zeus and Cook, um, you know, risking injury, things like that, uh, especially after what we saw last week. I know it's at Neyland, um, but nonetheless, you know, let these guys get some experience and reps. Obviously, I'd love to see Kendall Milton in this game, but at the same time, I, I want to see him come back fully healthy uh, because I'm telling you now, you'll need it in the SEC championship game. He'll be a stud in that game, in my opinion. Uh, at least my hopes and anticipation is telling me so. Uh, but do want to talk a little bit about recruiting, though. Uh, you know, there's some, you know, obviously if you keep up at 24-7 or whatever, uh, there's some name or there's a name that Georgia fans might have forgotten about that's in this class that might be uh, looking at a possible flip. Uh, you look at Tyree West, that being the name. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of rumors. Crystal balls are telling you. Uh 
you know, that he could be flipping to uh, to Florida State. I mean, him being in Tiff, uh, Tiff County, South South Georgia, doesn't isn't too far of a stretch. It's really not too far of a stretch. Um, but at the same time, you know, you look at this Kirby and what's going on, especially and Trey Scott for that matter, with what's going to happen. However, you do start to question is, you know, is this an attrition type uh, move if it were to happen? Uh, if he were to decommit from Georgia, flip to Florida State, as as you see the crystal balls talking, uh, you know, is it an attrition? Is it a processing type move uh, where you get somebody out and then you put somebody else back in? Look, you know, there's not a lot up there. I mean, there are some options, but uh, at the same time, I think you do look uh, at other guys. There's a couple names there. Uh, you know, I think that Georgia fans might need to understand that might be there. Uh, you look, you just made the top five for Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, you look at a guy like Sean Washington coming in on an official this weekend. Uh, and then you look at a guy like um, Hero Canoe is another great one. Uh, great name uh, from Germany. All these guys could possibly be this if this were to happen. You're, you're listening to me. I'm telling you right now, it hasn't happened that I've seen yet. Uh, so I'm just speculating what if here. Right. So don't get my words twisted, um, but definitely kind of keep an eye on these things because it does make a difference. Right. Uh, and what does it say uh, to see a guy like Dare Smith stick around or, you know, if you're losing, if we were to lose Tyree West, you know, how does that impact the recruiting class? You know, honestly, I think you could I'm not I'm obviously not discrediting the kid, but I'm telling you, Kirby and Trey Scott would find somebody to replace him. And, and, and ultimately, you wouldn't realize that he would be gone. Uh, you could. I'm not saying I may be wrong about that, but that's just my thoughts. If, if he if he was to decommit, and I, I think Trey Scott's going to pick his pick of the litter if you want to choose, and I think it becomes who wants in, who wants in the fastest because spots are going to start closing very fast. That's all I'm going to say. Um, to Neil jumping in in the brigade, hey, uh, calling 50, 56 to three. Giving them the benefit of a field goal to nil. Impressive. Uh, Jermaine says, hate it to nil. Um, oh, we got a twitch. Uh, Jacob, do you like Liverpool? Ooh, referring to the soccer team. Liverpool is not bad. Uh, to me, if I have to watch soccer, I know we're kind of transitioning off of Georgia, but I'm all right with it. Look, I, I'm, I, I like Manchester U uh, based off of, you know, really being able to watch Premier League. Uh, but ultimately, I do like Real Madrid. Uh, even even without Ronaldo, uh, I still kind of like him too. Um, obviously, so we're looking at. I think he's thinking we're football. So <laughs> if transition into you know the the actual game of soccer, uh, I do like Man U and Real Madrid. Um, Jermaine King thinks that Georgia lost a little interest uh, because they're looking at someone higher ranked. Uh, honestly, you know this is where Jermaine. I don't know if you want to look at rankings uh, in this regard. Uh, I look at scheme fit. Uh, Georgia's in a situation now uh, where, uh, you know, you don't have to go for five stars and things like that. Go for guys that fit your system and what you want. Uh, you know, looking at Tyree West, I think he would fit in like a three tech uh, like or end. Uh, so get you another guy that fits that, fits what he would be losing at that point. Um, so in my opinion there, you know, he, you know, you look at guys like, uh, Sean Washington, right? Sean Washington is a little bit bigger than him from a from a measurable standpoint. Now, ranking wise, he's down, but you know, just because he's a top 100 player, you know, sometimes 
sometimes these lower ranked guys, and we know this from uh, for firsthand, right? Some of these guys that are lower ranked, the rankings don't matter to them, right? Ultimately, you see guys like Jordan Davis that comes up from a three star and just annihilates people. All American type season right now, more likely first round pick. So yeah, yeah, there is that chance that you do see somebody higher ranked. Uh, but me, if 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 Tyree West were to leave, if I'm Trey Scott and I'm Kirby Smart, I'm thinking scheme fit. What fits my what fits my team? Because right now it doesn't matter if you're a five star, four star, whatever. You know, I, I just look at it that way. I think you find the the scheme fit. Um, so we're seeing some actual soccer talk. Uh, Patrick Oliver, Liverpool would wreck Georgia. I think Jacob is talking about soccer, Patrick. Um, not the Georgia program here. Uh, there's actually uh, Georgia, like the actual country or uh, other teams uh, named the Georgia Bulls in soccer. So I think that's what he's referring to. Jacob, we're talking American football, uh, not soccer, buddy. I know exactly what you're talking about. I follow it enough. Um, it, but nonetheless, <laughs> that'd be interesting, though. But um, but nonetheless, I think looking at Tanil, hey, Tanil also brings up a good point. If you're watching Hit that like button, guys. This does a lot for the show. Takes a second, completely free. Obviously, we do a live portion, and it goes to the podcast, but like this so we can get it out to everybody else. More people means more interactions, more interactions, more discussions, and that's what we live for, right, guys? That's what we do. But nonetheless, you're looking at recruiting right now. Obviously, we talk about Tyree West potentially, uh, but, you know, I think you start looking at early signing day since it's coming up soon. Um Early signing day is going to be interesting for me uh, because right now you're looking at a situation where Georgia's at 22 commits currently. Uh, you know, you're possibly going to be probably getting maybe 28, 29, maybe because of the the new rule. Uh, so you're looking at seven spots, but there's a ton there's a ton of names out there. Uh, so it's it's just like putting 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, guys. It, all of it, all of it ain't going to fit. And right now, I think you're going to see guys rushing to get in or claim a silent commitment and then announce it at a later time, which you start to see that happen. Guys will guys will sign on early signing day and, you know, commit or commit to the school, but then announce it later, like an All-American game, things like that. That's becoming more common since we started to see the, the early signing day take place. Um, yeah, I think you're going to see that, right? Uh, so if we're keeping the 22, let me see here. If I can take a second to get these up, I think looking at the recruiting class, you know, some names that I think will fall into this category of and be a dog by the end of the day. You know, obviously you look at guys like James Singletary. I think he's a dog. That's just my opinion. I, I think he's going to be a dog. Uh, Kamari Wilson, another one, going to be a dog, right? Um there's just so much. Maybe Shamar James, right? Shamar James has got this uh, tech or got this Alabama, Georgia going on right now since decommitting from Florida. Yeah, there's a good chance that he could be a dog too. Um, and do we look at another receiver, right? Since we missed out on uh, Burden, yeah, does Georgia look for another receiver? Possibly. Uh, you know, I like what Cole Spear brings to the table. If you've never heard of that name, go look him up. I tell you, watch some tape. Kid's a baller. Don't worry about his star ranking. Kids a baller. So, you know, looking at that right there, I, th I think it's going to be telling to see uh, how this plays out uh, by all means. Um, you know, it's just going to be interesting nonetheless, right? And with that, though, 
like you take into context, like, you know, does George, you know, I, I think Kirby Smart will save, uh, save, a, you know, a spot or two uh, for, you know, the transfer portal, or I think you see him give a scholarship to a kid uh, that's already on the team. I think Dan Jackson would be a perfect uh, candidate for a scholarship. He's, he's deserved it. He's deserving of it. He's earned that um, by his play ever since the Clemson game. So, you know, that's why I said, you know, obviously you could look up to 32. I think you take 28, 29 commits uh, and save a spot or two, like I said, for the portal. Right now it's so hit and miss because, we, you know, there's just so much going on with the portal. Uh, with all these coaching changes waiting to happen, you know, LSU job, uh, LSU, Washington, uh, what is it, TCU, things still look, VTech, um, and USC, right? Those are huge jobs that are open. And honestly, the coaching search is still going for those. So those those pieces right there, once they once the dominoes get set, then you can see that being the tipping point and starting of the domino effect, <clears throat> not just from a coaching standpoint, but it, how it impacts recruiting as well. So <clears throat> at that point, what happens? Um, you can see, depending on the situation, you never know. This is how crazy uh, recruiting is, and I love it. One coach gets in there, and next thing you know, kids start to decommit, and they look elsewhere. Georgia take advantage, possibly. Depends on who it is, right? So it, it, with that being said, I, I think there is a chance that, you know, you see a couple guys commit or whatever, but – you know, obviously the, the uh, National Signing Day, uh, the traditional one in February, you can see a lot of guys commit there uh, to make sure that they have the time to go take their visits since the extended dead period kind of has a uh, impact, still uh, ongoing impact for that matter, uh, for these recruiting classes. So maybe you see a few guys come back right, or and not go on early signing day and sign more so to wait until February. Uh, I think Jordan James has mentioned about committing in, or signing in February, but then you start to wonder, and there's always going to be questions. And you look at it, and you look at guys like uh, perfect example last, uh, not last year, uh, Cedric Von Prom, right? Some uh, depending on how his school was, he you know he had to wait, and and that's okay. But there's always questions like, will they flip somewhere else? That's why we wait. That's why we watch and keep up with recruiting, right? Just going to leave that there. Uh, Green Soldiers hopping in. Well, actually, I'll go Patrick. Patrick, I did not give JD off. I did not give JD12 the day off. Uh, he, he might be and he might not. Uh, I mean, I'm look, I'd love to. It's coming up on Thanksgiving, guys. It's coming up on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you right now, I might gain five pounds, but – that's for another day. That's for another conversation. <laughs> uh, Green Soldier hopping in saying that the UGA will take advantage of any lost ground with a program, uh, i.e. USC. And that's what that's what Kurt, that's what recruiting does for you. Uh, having that killer mentality, and you see it with Kirby. Obviously, yesterday, guys, we played the leaked audio. That doesn't apply just for on the field. That's recruiting. He's a tenacious recruiter. Um, so looking at that right there, you know, to me, that makes perfect sense to see that. I think Georgia would try to hop on, depending on who it is, um, definitely would do that. Uh, Green Soldier also says that Bama does the same thing. If the Riley stuff is true, talking about Lincoln Riley, talent-wise, Riley pulls seven to eight guys to LSU uh, with him, and then Georgia Bama start to get more of the transfer portal. You know, Depending on the case there, and if you're not familiar with it, there's been rumors swirling around uh, Lincoln Riley and potentially an LSU job. 
uh, contract offer. I want to say it was like eight years, 96 million. How true it is, I don't know, guys. I cover the Georgia Bulldogs, as you see on the bottom there. Uh, try to stick around a little bit on the SEC. Uh, I think that's if, if that's true and he were to leave, though, I definitely think it would be interesting to see uh, what happens at LSU because, in my opinion, I think um, Caleb Williams would go too because Lincoln Riley has been proven to, d- to deal with the quarterback situation. I think they have a great relationship. You could see Caleb Williams at LSU uh, perhaps, right? And that, if that happens, then you're looking at some crazy shit going on um, because what happens to their quarterback that they've got recruited for 2022, who knows? But I definitely think you start to see the transfer portal uh, at LSU. Uh, there's a couple guys that I would love to, or maybe I'm going to say one, for example, uh, B.J. Ojolari. B.J. Ojolari. Kid's a damn animal. And he has somebody familiar. Uh, if you're not familiar with that last name, I think you need to look up through Georgia uh, a couple years back, if not last year. So keep that in mind. Uh, but uh, Green Soldier also talking about Oklahoma still. Uh, Oklahoma isn't Oklahoma without Riley unless they have Stoops come in. And I, look, if they do that, then I, I just think Oklahoma Green, I think Oklahoma is a program that the brand has gotten it to where a, a, a big time coach will come in there and you don't necessarily, you might see some changes fundamentally uh, in regards to like what your uh, perception is of that program. I still think they're going to be uh, very competitive in the big 12 slash sec whenever they come in if they still come in um they're they're going to be oklahoma it just might be a different perception on you know what we think about them right i think it would be interesting to see the perception change of oklahoma from an offensive powerhouse uh and a big 12 defense into a solid like elite defense um i would love to see that kind of philosophy change of the perception of oklahoma uh that's just me Uh, joel sanders uh, if, if Juan, if you're listening, uh, Jill Sanders is telling me that you're at home eating your Tic Tacs. Uh, if that's the case, let me know. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, um, but now, you know, looking at that right there, that obviously the coaching search uh, is huge right now, right? Obviously, the rumor talking about that right uh, with LSU and Lincoln Riley, uh, Manny Diaz might be on the way out at Miami. Uh, what potential could that have? Right? Or what could that mean? Uh, you know, there's a potential for Cristobal taking a Miami job. How interesting would that be if that were the case? Uh, Lane Kiffin has been talking or been his name's been brought up, I should say, uh, to Miami potentially. I think if I think it's Cristobal and then Miami or Lane Kiffin for Miami, my fault. So there's a lot of na- big names going around. And this is what happens when you get big time notable prestigious universities with head coaching positions open uh, or potentially opening, right? Uh, the domino effect is big time this year. Uh, already got at USC and uh, LSU. Those right there are two big, huge pieces of dominoes, right? There's uh, a puzzle really that could just, just create ultimate chaos, ultimate chaos. So I'm going to say there, um, you know, so what happens, right? You look at assistance, you know, you know, you look at Dan Lanning, right? I hate to say this. I love Dan Lanning as a defensive coordinator. But Kirby's established defensive coordinators and has a track record for success with his under his under his tree, right? Uh, obviously, Mel Tucker at Michigan State, I want to say $95 million uh, extension, I think it was. Big time. Huge investment for Michigan State. And I'm and I love that move. Uh, for Mel Tucker. I am super happy for him. 
obviously coming from Saban slash Kirby Tree. Just saying. Extremely excited for him. And I, I think you might see some crazy shit go on. I'd love to see them beat Ohio State. Will it happen? Eh, maybe. I was worth a shot to see it. But I think I, I think Mel Tucker is going to make Michigan State a competitive foe uh, week in or year in and year out, so long as he is at Michigan State, in my opinion. Dude is a, a ridiculous recruiter. So, you know, that that's all it says is it enough. And he's great at producing, too. Uh, looking at some people popping in, Tanil talking about Jermaine resentment surrounds the OU program. Fair enough. Hey, Christy, how are you? See, Christy just popping in saying, go dogs, go dogs. Jermaine King sounds like the perfect time for them to join the league. There you go. Oh, good God. Going back to another uh, prediction here, Facebook user. Georgia 143, Charleston Southern nothing. Is that? I mean, let's be honest. Is that why Vegas? Is that why Vegas doesn't want to uh, put a put a number on it? Could it be? Could it? I mean, who knows? Georgia, you never know. The point differential is about to be ridiculous. It's about to be insane. But looking around the carousel, right? What you know? Obviously, there's so much stuff that can be brought on by that. But I'm telling you, the coaching changes, you can see in recruiting impact. You look at teams, in, a perfect example of Florida. What's going on at Florida right now? For Florida fans, I feel, I, I feel bad for them because Florida as a state of a program, they're, they are way down, and it's because recruiting. This is why recruiting matters, period. Recruiting matters. When you don't recruit, you have – Two commits or three decommits between two classes, two of them going to your arch rival. And you're not replacing them that I'm aware of right now. So, you know, if I'm telling you right now, it, and I'll, I'll keep saying this, I will keep saying this. If Florida were to let go of Mullen and they were to bring in somebody with a tenacious recruiting mentality, I myself would be nervous because the brand, the Florida logo can kind of recruit itself. You're in a recruiting fertile, like a fertile ground for recruiting. And you're not doing anything about it right now. So long as Mullen's there, bring in a recruiter, lock down the state for what it's worth. That, that makes me nervous. That, that makes me nervous. Um, let's see. Uh, Green soldier asked me why with all the stuff they said about Mullen being smarter than, Hey, look, that's not my fault. That's, that's their dumbass fault, right? I'm not calling every Florida fan a dumbass, by the way. Keep that in mind. Because there are some legitimate ones I talk to that understand their realism, right? They're the realists, if you want to say. Uh, Facebook user says we might get Isaiah Bond from them. I'm telling you right now, I would like to see that because Isaiah Bond's a dude, right? And obviously, you know, we have a connection to Buford with Juan uh, and his son. But I'm saying right now, watching that, I, I would take I would take Bond if he. I, honestly, in my opinion, though, I would have rather had Andre Green. But to me, I think that was too far of a fight to to be a part of. I, I know we were top three, but you could just see it was going to be a Clemson Carolina. That's just what it is. It's just what it is. Uh, Facebook user also saying 102 meter champ. Yeah, speed, right? Speed, speed. Green Soldier says he does not have sympathy and true. I have good UF fans as my guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't have sympathy for him because look, if you're if you're down, 
that means we're on top. That's just the way that shit goes. But everybody knows the cocktail party means more when both teams are good, right? That's just what this is my common knowledge for me. You know, maybe there's some commits coming up, but at the same time, you, you might have some decommits. Get ready for a turbulent, turbulent month in recruiting, guys. Get ready for it. You hear it now. Prepare yourself. You might see a decommit or two. You might see commitment or few. It's just what it's going to be. There's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs. Trust in Kirby Smart. That's all I'm going to say. Just trust in Kirby Smart. But also remember this, guys. There's, there's, this is the last, last game at Sanford Stadium this year, which translates to Senior Day. And this is a perfect way to end the podcast portion of this. Talk a little bit about Senior Day and, and in my opinion, what it means for these guys, right? What does it mean for these guys that last year could have, could have left, but they came back? Vanderbilt, being their bitch ass, canceled it, right? Canceled the game. Seniors didn't get a chance to walk. Do not like that for senior day. I'm telling you right now, I think these guys have a grudge, which could translate into playing with more emotion than you would expect, even if it is Charleston Southern. You know, 143 to nothing. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, Kirby will probably be hyped up for these guys and be more excited for these guys. It would not put it past me to see every single senior, whether it's walk-on or not, takes a snap at least because it means something to these guys. It, it just means something. Obviously, losing it last year makes it that much more important. And I think those seniors that stuck around this year and, and the seniors, right, just in general, there's a ton of them with the super senior rule. They deserve, they deserve the chance to go out there tomorrow. And I'm glad they're getting this opportunity. They, they deserve it. One of the winningest – classes, senior classes in Georgia history. I'm just saying. Um, and to this point here, uh, Jermaine brings up a perfect example, and I would love to see this. I would love to see it too. It's a great idea. Uh, he says that Kirby should invite last season seniors back and let them also have their senior day. I think the brigade, along with myself and everyone at in Dog Nation, loves that idea. I think it needs to happen. Maybe they do that. Honestly, I hope they do. I hope they do because those guys earned it. They deserve it. And they were, and it was taken away from them. So in my opinion, I think that's a brilliant idea, Jermaine. Uh, but look, obviously you're going to see guys like Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, James Cooks, uh, Zamir White going to be gone. Obviously a ton of other guys and seniors, things like that. There's a, there's too much to really name if I choose to do it. I understand what we're seeing right now and what we're going to, what these guys brought and, and the legacy that they established for each of them. Um, it, you know, they took it and they put a chip on their shoulder this year. And you know, it, to me, I, I, I love, I loved watching these guys. I love watching them when they come on, when they committed, everybody remembers Quay Walker's hat toss. I don't think that, I, by the way, I don't think his hat ever hit the ground. Uh, I have yet to hear anything about where it landed. I don't think they found it. Um, obviously Jordan Davis, you know, who, who really thought about Jordan Davis being where he is right now. Um, so it's just a bunch of different things. And 
honestly, the, the culmination into tomorrow, to me, even as a fan, I think it can get emotional because you've watched these guys, you know, come up from as freshmen, as recruits, uh, and then you see that last year these guys got it taken away from them. So to me, that 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 cancel from Vandy adds a little bit of extra emotion to it. It's more bittersweet now that you start to see that you know it is coming to reality. It's it, it's a good feeling. So obviously, uh, shout out to all the seniors for Senior Day tomorrow. Uh, we loved having you here at Georgia. Obviously, playing in Sanford Stadium. There's still work to do. There's still work to do. But for your last game, obviously, Dog Nation loves you, respect you. Always once a dog, always a dog. And on that note, guys, look, tune in tomorrow. ESPN Plus, I think it is. Uh, you can find the show noon kickoff. Uh, Charleston Southern comes up to Athens to play the dogs. I've got 63 nothing. Brigade has their own. And look, it, it's going to be ugly. Look, prepare for JT Daniels. Prepare for Brock Vandegrift, maybe. I want to see Carson Beck, too. Prepare for all that big-time senior day if you're going to the game. Show up, show out, be loud, cheer on the dogs. One last time in Athens for the season. Uh, on that note, guys, for the DGD Podcast, make sure to check out dgdpodcast.com. You can find out where to watch, how to listen, uh, available on all your pack, uh, podcast platforms. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and Daily Motion as well if you have that. Uh, but on that note, though, guys, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, stay tuned on the website for the schedule for next week. Uh, with Thanksgiving, it's going to kind of throw things up in the loop for a little bit, so we will iron that out. And as soon as we get the schedule confirmed, check out the website. It's straight dgdpodcast.com. You'll see the website. You'll see the time and date for next week's show. Uh, with that being said, enjoy your last day, uh, last game, I should say, at Sanford Stadium. Go dogs! This is the DGD podcast. Go dogs! <laughs> <laughs>